All right. Uh, I don't know what we're doing. We're starting the we're podcast. We're just out because we're real good We're friends. blowing our nose from so inside know, the walls. Do you walls. know what I saw on the internet today that, like, gave me, like, sad guilt feelings? Was... Oh, I was really hoping you are going to say faith in humanity. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was an right? author complaining in a very long thread about people who do book-based podcasts Uh-oh. and how what? they're like stealing content and <gasps> Wait, what? we are making content thrive what are they stealing talking about he was like, like he was like why he's like they all they do is summarize it chapter by chapter and talk about it which is just direct competition with my audiobook no and i wish you would do that <laughs> yeah. is this is this person is this person also anti-library like there's there's certain parts of reading that are just inherent to the process and talking about books is one of them we just happen to record our conversation i'm like we're not making money off of this so that's like you know i think a good line in the sand to stand behind but it makes me wonder like like what that's some hot fucking book clubs nobody if their book was chosen by oprah's book club would they have the same opinion i think well that's what i mean i'm like i I was like at the very least we've driven people to purchase an audiobook or like maybe read some of the books they hadn't read yet and hadn't read yeah that i bought all of these books I've never owned any of these but books. But could you conceivably listen one. to our podcast without having read the material, or would it make any sense? No. Yeah, no. It would be point. so confusing. Absurd, okay. absurd position. And I don't think it's backed by data. I would, I mean, I I don't have data in front of me, but I would claim, I would make the claim <laughs> that it probably actually does enhance the sales of their fucking books. And quite frankly, this just sounds like a bitter person who kind of wishes that they had a podcast about their own books, but like, doesn't. But that said, like, even if there's other podcasts about their book, they could still do one about their own book and get a lot from it. So, like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, okay, that makes me feel Who better. Who is this person? Start naming names, Rachel. I don't yeah. know. I'd have to go through my Twitter, and I don't want to. You don't know? Ugh. You remember everything. Some names. She knows. She just doesn't want to name. She don't want to yeah, give it up. You can chat it to me. <laughs> just, <laughs> just whisper it into your mic. I'm going to find out. <laughs> I think um, every party has a pooper, and that's them. Yeah. <laughs> pooper. Was it Patrick Rothfuss? No, it was not a genre author. Okay. Stephen King. I want to know if be Maybe this is a literary author hang-up where they think that their stuff is so important that you can't talk about it in a Okay, what literary authors are getting podcasts made about their fiction? (laughs) (laughs) Also, like, I wonder if this person's books have the potential to be read in schools and, like, do they just not want kids in schools to read their books and talk about them and write essays about them and, like, Cliff Cliff tweeting. Just... Are, are they also suing it's Cliff just Notes? It's so bizarre. I mean... Cliff Notes? Yeah. Well... Yeah. <laughs> is there, are there Cliff Notes for Hobbes books? Because that would be funny There can't read. be, because they no. only do Cliff Notes no. for stuff that's been, like... I mean, maybe... <laughs> no, I've tried. <laughs> You're it. This is it. It only takes you three years. Yes, okay. the Cliff Notes summary is only two minutes to read. I can make my summary in five minutes. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> really cut down on the amount of work I do just... Monday night. <laughs> I just think it's a really bad attitude to have. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's certainly not position. Hobbs' attitude because we have not yet received a cease and desist <laughs> from her or her publisher. I mean, so. we. I like that we assume she knows we exist. That's cute. <laughs> She's listening. I know there was that one email. Where we see you, <laughs> Robin. We see you, Robin. I don't think she listens, I think at least but I think she's a Robin affiliate. Somebody on Robin's staff. Yes. Maybe not Robin, but somebody. She knows Office we Cat or something. Somebody knows Yeah, me. Robin's granddaughter listened to half Robin, an hour like... of this, scoffed, and then left. Yeah. She was like, oh, she was like they swear Molly. way too much. We can't Grandma won't this. like this. Yeah. Never tell her about it. are um they are aware of us in in that kind of way but they don't but we are not considered we are not considered people of interest we're just you know some assholes with microphones hooligans right (laughs) hooligans yeah like serpents in the sea you just ignore (laughs) them (laughs) until they eat you Until we sing, until we surface and sing our songs. We're just swimming aimlessly in the sea because we don't know where we're supposed to go. We don't know where we're supposed to go. (laughs) Robin, you know, we did not ask any embarrassing questions in your panel, so. No, we just stood in the back, dressed up like your characters. (laughs) Yep. So, I I think Which was probably, like, sweat-inducing. Please give us a pass. We did not ask any embarrassing questions. she took pictures with us when we... Got our book signed, and she took did a it picture. feel reluctant. She took a picture of me. <laughs> no, because she because they took a picture of me later. Took a, they took a picture of me later, and she commented on the post and was like, "It's Fitz." All right, for your yeah, your your uh, your official one that her publisher took. Yes, yeah, yes, you're right. Hey, she liked us. The, that she liked us the first time we met her. She came around and took pictures with us and asked to hold the stuffed animal. That's true. That was before the pod, and, though. And gave us extra <laughs> books that were really heavy. You know how they you really heavy. date us? You look at the self-deprecation. That's how you know. <laughs> how you date oh, us? Do, do, do young people not self-deprecate? Not. The way millennials self-love. Do. I'm gonna stop that's doing just, it then. That's I'm just awesome. like them. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm so young. I'm the freaking best. <laughs> just a little baby. All right. That was a lot of tequila. Okay. Ooh. Welcome to Bookkeeping. <laughs> We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 104, Assassin's Fate, chapters 13 through 16, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Eli, and I have read these books before. <laughs> I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader with a stuffy nose. <laughs> and I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. Okay, first up, corrections, omissions, announcement. Announcement. If you like boats, you should watch Our Flag Means Death. Because it's the best. It's really cute. It's got cute. gay pirates in it. It's so cute. I have 
seen it. It's like at the top of my list whenever I log in, but I haven't watched it yet. So I'll I've seen a lot of gifts on Tumblr. Yeah, I well, saw the discourse and it was like immediate. Seeing stuff on Twitter, I was like, nah. Twitter's excited yeah. about this and then started to watch it and I was delighted immediately. It's It's such a good show. Yeah, I kind of was reluctant because I didn't start watching it until it, the series had been completed. And because I was like, oh, everyone likes it. I can't like it. Uh, <laughs> but it's well earned. And also, I just really need someone to make gifts for Realm of the Elderlings using these gay pirate gifts. It will work for Live Ship. It will work for Fitz and the Fool. Just give that to me and you can at Buckheap Radio so that I can save them. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad somebody has put Reese Darby as like a or I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right uh, as a like a leading role because he's always been like the side character in these yeah. comedies and I, I he's great I think he's brilliant yeah he's he's really good the whole cast is re- is really good but yeah I think I think that it's particularly I don't know it's just it's it's weird it's <laughs> weird so weird i just like how uh, well you know it's it's a it's it's not taika doesn't write it but it's in that same vein as like flight of the concords mm-hmm. or or what we do in the shadows and it's very it's just very wholesome while dealing with like extreme violence and <laughs> i like hands is, it, is how how violent are we talking yeah about? Oh no, it's fine. It's very uh, okay. like okay. it's like cheap. It's like not really gore gore. It's like ketchup gore. It's like yeah, and it's not a lot of okay. it. It's just like a couple people get stabbed, but they're usually they're fine. Oh well, that's just me at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, but I just really like it because, and the whole time I'm watching it, I'm thinking of live ship. I'm thinking of like these characters, and I'm like, oh, it's like this. Oh look, they're on the boat. Oh look, they're doing. You're like that guy had lost a finger, you know. So it's it's. But nice. did they feed it to the boat? I because waited otherwise... for them to try, but that did not happen. <laughs> um, uh, Alyssa, the uh, one of the ship that they're on is the instead of like a man, it's a it's a unicorn. Oh yeah. yes, I've seen a few episodes. Yeah. I'm delighted every time. That's like oh, from the front of the boat, it's the unicorn, and I'm yeah. like oh, I love it. Um, also, if you don't like bo- uh, boats, Joey and I are addicted to a show on Netflix in which Japanese toddlers are made to run errands, and it is oh my God, <laughs> old delightful. enough. <laughs> I saw a preview for it's, that. You know, it just is showing that we're not giving our toddlers enough freedom and enough. Oh, chores. our toddlers would fail. That's the difference. They would fail these oh, chores. Yeah. They He's... would fail these errands. Oh, they're so good. It's so good. Joey and I were cracking up. We were actually watching them today. Because yeah, they're like they're... little. They're like 10 minutes an episode. So there's this one like, There's this them. one kid who, uh, like, he, he his family works on an orange juice, like an orange farm. And he's his task is to go, all he's got to do is go back to the house. <laughs> they're at the farm. The house is there. He has to go back to the house. He has to make some goddamn juice. And the kid, he's like. He's like two. He's like, oh, no, the kid is four. <laughs> I saw it again. The kid is four years old. Most of the kids are not that old. They're like two and a half or three. This kid's mother. This kid's four. He's got to go make juice. It sounds. It's not complicated. He goes back. He looks at the juice for a second. The hands on his hips. The cameras are there and everything. And then he just kind of like throws his bag down and he picks up a toy and then he just wanders back outside. And he's like, "I'll do it in a minute." 
and I just felt like, and if you like look at the house, like it's jacked up. He's got like, he's got like, there's crayon marks all over the walls. Like it's not paper. There's everywhere. There's crayon marks everywhere. And then like all the like paper, you know, like the paper, the rice paper um, doors that like the screens all ripped out, just like punched out, like, like rage punched out, completely jacked up. And this kid is just like this free spirit. And I was just like, oh man, I was like, I felt seen. I was like, this is, I think I'm this kid. Like every workday since we've watched it, I just keep going back to that kid in my mind. I'm like, I think I'm this kid. I have one question on a call and I'm like, I think I might be that kid. (laughs) At one point his mom calls him and she's like, did you make the juice? And he just straight up lies. He's like, yes, I made the juice. He's like, yeah, yeah, the the juice is made. And then she calls him back later because clearly he doesn't have the juice ready because it's been like hours. And he's just been like digging holes in the backyard and like <laughs> shooting uh, nerve darts at like a, a, a dog or something. Or no, he's like chasing a dog with a net, I think, at one yeah. point. And then like she calls him again and she's like, she's like, where's the juice? And she's starting to get kind of mad at him. And then he just kind of holds the he holds the phone up because it's a corded phone. He holds it up by the cord like it's this dangling thing he just can't deal with. And then he holds the phone and he clicks. He clicks. He clicks it off. He hangs up on her. <laughs> he just hangs up on her. He's like, eh, I had to do it later. He's got a bad motivator, that Meanwhile, one. Meanwhile, my, my favorite is the little boy who's tasked to bring fish to the fishmonger, and he keeps dropping the fish in the dirt. They're slippery. Oh, he doesn't want to touch a the little, fish. A toddler's yeah. motor skills can't handle a slippery fish. Well, he, he it's, it's, it's epic journey. But he he accomplishes it, and I'm it's it's just the best. It's the best. So what's the name of the show? Uh, old I think enough. it's called Old Enough. Old Enough. Old Enough. <laughs> the episodes are very short. They're like ten minutes long. They are a delight. They are. They are. I saw like the little trailer pop up. <laughs> yeah, like, me too. What's going on? Yeah, no, so it's pe- great. We, I had to clean. We had to watch it because like Rachel made me watch like four hours of Ted Bundy. <laughs> uh, some, and I was like, I need to watch something that's not terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's called Old Enough. It looks like there's a lot. There's twenty episodes, but they're all like eleven to twenty minutes long. Yeah. So they're short. Yeah, it's like Miyazaki. You can tell where like Miyazaki kind of got his references for like Kiki's Delivery Service or like um, Ponyo. Kiki was holding it down. There's one little girl that has a little a little Kiki purse, and she's like running her errands. And I was like, it's Kiki. Um, okay, let's move on to mail. Our first bit of mail. I just want to do a shout out to our listener Ivy Farseer, who has built Rote Isle in Animal Crossing, including Bingtown Marketplace, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, a Buckkeep Castle, and an Others Beach. But most importantly, Ivy has built Tarman. And, oh, wow. Uh, it's really the cutest. It's fucking adorable, and I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does anybody play um, Animal Crossing here? No. I do, but I haven't picked it up in probably a year. Can you go to Can you go to that island? Can you go to Rote Island? Can public, you visit? I think so. Yeah, you let us come to your island, yeah. Ivy. It depends. Yeah, Ivy. Um, let us know your name. What do you call if you're that? comfortable? Like your player, and let us visit your player name and your yeah. Rote Island. 
Um, and then we also got an email from Dawn um, entitled Wit and Skill Similarities. Uh, it says, hey, BKR, I love the show and I have been a listener almost since the beginning. I have no real life friends who have read the entire saga that I'm able to discuss with. And I've so enjoyed listening to your banter these past few years. Dawn, make all your friends read them and then start a podcast. And then that's how you fix that. I'm writing in about episode 103 and the conversation about similarities between the wit and the skill, and I just wanted to throw in a reminder that we have seen mental walls or reduced ability to affect both magics equally, in fits at least. When they're traveling along the skill road in Assassin's Quest, and he has to be dosed with the elf bark, and Night Eyes is just a wolf to him, the mental connection is completely muted, which I forgot about, so that's, that's a, a really good point. Yeah, that's a really good oh. Yeah. Uh, whether that's because his two magics are too intertwined or because they really are two sides of the same magic, it's hard to tell because we only know a few other people with both magics, like Dutiful and Black Rolf, and we don't get that same insight into what their walls do. Um, also, I believe B is certainly witted because in addition to being able to carry Wolffather, she talks to and can hear the cats at Withy Woods, and I know cats can talk to anyone, but my personal headcanon is that not everyone can hear cats or make deals with, the, with them the way that B does. And if Jenna was able to hear Fennel the same way that Fitz could, I doubt she'd have been so awful about him being witted because Jenna's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so those are my thoughts. Thank you to everyone for all the wonderful banter. Also, I will be first in line for Roteland someday, Dawn. Um, yeah, even if we have to build the whole thing in uh, Animal Crossing. It works. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with cats, maybe you just need less wit to hear them, or they're louder. <laughs> they're maybe they're just loud. But yeah, you're right. If Jenna could. I feel like she could like sort of sort of get like a whisper or something to like know but not not like hear it as individual words. I feel like she could sort of like you know like when Fitz talks about how people have, you know, bits of the skill like, you know, mothers get up to like get their children yeah, before they cry yeah. kind of a thing. It was like she knew that, you know, Fennel was saying coming up without actually hearing the words. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I think that's also just like a nice little shout out to real life where it's like, you know, your cat kind of trains you. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If not, we're gonna, are we good to start? Any, uh, any other opinions about toddlers doing errands or uh, gay pirates? Can I hire a somebody's toddler to do my errands? <laughs> yes, all you I need is like, to like make a little TV show out of it. Yeah. I would like one right now to go and get me tissues. Oh. <laughs> I'd like one to Maybe fold my I can laundry. hire maybe I can hire Noah downstairs to go to CVS and buy me tissues. I mean that he would, would totally do it for you. And that's totally like one of the things that they would make them do in that show. <laughs> yep. They're like, take this money, go to the corner store, buy tissues, bring it back, and give it to the neighbor. And they do it. And they don't help them. It's amazing. But in New York, <laughs> the, the show would be different, right, Rachel? Well, yeah, I would, yeah it'd be terrible. <laughs> it would be like, yeah. The kids like, would what be What horrible the things have the children seen on the way to and from the corner and, store? Like, just and, yeah. like, just kind of blink at it because they've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Chapter 13. It's called Full Sails, which just makes me think of gay pirates. 
The intro to this chapter is a very important dream uh, of B's. She intros it by saying that it frustrates her that she doesn't understand it, but she knows that it's important. A flaming man offers a drink to my father. He drinks it. He shakes himself like a wet dog, and pieces of wood fly in all directions. He turns into two dragons that fly away. And she knows that this will happen, even though she doesn't understand what it means. I feel like after our discussion on last episode, we may have an inkling. So B and her horrible company are on a ship six days from Woolton, a place I scoured several maps to find but cannot, so it's somewhere. Overhearing merchants on the ship speak of their plans to trade goods when they get there, B schemes on how to escape. Kirk is a shadow of himself now, having been turned into a mindless automaton by Vindelire, who is also struggling. B continues to try to befriend Vindy, but asks him about Clara's. He gives vague references to the land itself, but describes it as a city made of bones, lovely worked bone, a sanctuary of bones, with watchtowers shaped like skulls and torch eyes, where even the furniture is made of dragon bones. B thinks that this is not at all her style, being much more of a cottage core person herself, but she works hard to cast Vindy's heart into doubt. Is Clara's really as special as he was taught? Does the path really require him to suffer and obey? But it doesn't work. Vindy is well and truly indoctrinated. In a crucial mistake, B holds Vindy's hand and realizes too late that skin-to-skin touch facilitates a skill link. So this frightens her because she has too many secrets. Later, heading back to the cabin, B listens in on more talk. They're heading into the Pirate Isles, where they where there could be tariffs. We hear names familiar to us readers, but B doesn't understand who Queen Etta, Kenneth, or Igrat even are. That the ghost ship that they speak of is Igrat's live ship, Paragon. Vindy is having a hard time disguising them all and maintaining control over Kerf. B presses her advantage, and while avoiding other passengers, B asks more questions. Vindy gives her more information about the four and talks about the unexpected sun some more, and that is important to Dwelia. And B doesn't really want to be the unexpected sun because she doesn't want to be the fulcrum of so much pain and death. But then a storm hits and they're ushered back into their cabin. In the dark cabin, in the tumble of the ship on the rough water, Vindelire loses most of his control because he's sick. And then Dwelia also gets sick. And B is doing her best to push all of her fear into them all. She's miserable and scared and she hates them. And then Dwelia lashes out and speaks to her of Beloved's torture, calling him your father. And B is struck with the horrible thought that Fitz is not her father at all. Then they're hit by a wave and Vindy hits his head and Kerf starts to wake up and B has absolutely had it. She tries to get Kerf to kill Dwelia and Dwelia attacks her and chases her across the cabin and B goes full wolf cub and she bites Dwelia's face, tearing what sounds like her entire cheek off and I'm really proud of her. In the dark cabin, in the chaos, <laughs> B is able to crawl out the door and into the tossing ship. She hides somewhere below decks, not knowing if they are all about to drown, but she's satisfied that she at least won't drown in that cabin with Dwelia. Good for her. And I, I just saw this illustration that you added, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you. Yes, I just added blood to her at Ashley's request, because... <laughs> I read this chapter and then texted everybody and I was like, I'm going to need some bee artwork with her as like a zombie because she's been eating a lot of flesh lately. (laughs) 
Well, you know. Zombie. She's getting her fight um, instruction um, from a wolf. <laughs> right? Hey, it it serves a purpose. It's helping her. I'm good with and it. And once but yeah. more, she bites someone and uses them their own like force against them to actually do the tearing. So she's right? just horrific. But she's smart. Ugh. She's a baddie. So now Dwellia's got like a two-face, which is great. <laughs> this um, this section almost needs a content warning. It's <laughs> pretty hard to read. It was gross. Yeah. I was reading it, and I'm like, this is fucking disgusting. Content warning, gore. <laughs> yeah. Horror and gore. I found this one, like, grosser than the arm situation. Which I feel like we got more detail of the wound in the arm situation, but this one I just really felt like it was more disgusting. It's just like, there's so much just, like, she's beating this little girl. She's chasing her around. Like, this is not a good situation. And I can't, I honestly can't think of a more, like, it's smelly, it's dark, it's cramped. There's, they can't trust anyone. They're in hiding. Like, she, she's being either beaten by Dwelia or if she runs away she'll be beaten you know by someone else it's just yeah I just what what did B do what did B do to you Robin Hobb <laughs> she created her just to torture her yeah I appreciate the fact that B was like I am not drowning with this piece of shit bitch <laughs> like, over my dead body I'm getting the fuck out of here but like the which it's like go ahead oh go, go ahead. ahead i was just gonna say like i like this progression of b and like her strength both mental and physical and just being like no i'm gonna keep trying instead of like what could i possibly ever do to help myself now she's like no i'm gonna i'm gonna go out swinging for sure yeah at every instance of this she's trying to maneuver she's trying to gain information she's needling curve she's needling vindy like she is really trying here yeah at every front i i I was just going to say that like it's almost more like gory viscerally because they can't see anything nobody can see anything so all the descriptions are just like you know like teeth and flesh and scissoring and the smell of vomit yeah and (laughs) yeah so it's 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 all it's almost more you know it's just almost more disgusting because it's not visual descriptions right and then also b is like disgusted to even have like dwellia's flesh in her mouth she's like trying to spit it out because it's like i hate this person i don't want any of her in me it's you know disgusting but was it also exciting to hear about all the torture of beloved no (laughs) oh god (laughs) crunch about how she broke his foot and yeah it was that's exactly what i was thinking of yeah (laughs) (laughs) as if we didn't have any more reasons to like hate dwellia that it's like oh she was actually the person who tortured him and that she enjoyed it very much she liked it jeez she loves torturing people. Yeah, I almost feel like I'm being manipulated to be okay with whatever violent acts are done to her. Like, like I, I don't want to want to see her, like, horribly injured in the future at the hands of, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, 
I don't know. If I a guess little eleven-year-old girl is. wants to see her get hers, then I think <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Like, well, yeah, but it's fictional, right? And it's it's uh, Robin Hobb excels at giving us villains that we that we don't like are not necessarily scared of or that are annoying or you know like that may not deserve everything that happens to them like that give us conflicting feelings right but dwelia is not like that dwelia is just someone we can be like fuck off you suck she's a non-complex villain you're right yeah (laughs) she's a fast and furious villain and i you know I, i appreciate that right now i punch your way through your problems I, I, it's all a blur now and I can't remember what you guys know and what you don't know, but like there's, (laughs) there's, I mean, I feel like there are bits of her story that you can like gravitate to and feel like, oh, that's why she sucks so bad. But well, I mean, she's definitely manipulated by the system, but she's gone far and above. (laughs) Yeah, no, she sells in that system, yeah. You know. She takes pleasure in things at this point, which is the difference. Right, whereas the the contrast is Vindelier. The contrast is Vindelier, who, like, is also indoctrinated. You know, it's like you you can feel bad for, like, you know, child Kenneth being, you know, sexually abused by Egron and whatever, but, like, the minute he, like, continues that cycle it's just like well fuck him you know like it's... but we're also presented with characters who love kenneth who loathe Kenet, right you know so it does make him more of like a gray character even if he does despicable acts and like right. d- nobody loves dwelia like nobody's <laughs> trying to fear. tell us that she's great <laughs> so um okay uh what else have we learned oh so we've got we've got we're getting mention of some live ship folks um on on the on the B side of the the narrative, which is you know exciting, we're moving into the Pirate Isles, Queen Etta, her territory. So you know we can hope that if they don't drown, that they are picked up by maybe some pirates. Maybe that could happen. That would be exciting. Some gay pirates who are in love. <laughs> gay 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 gay. I want to get a really nice robe like Steed wears and just wear it everywhere. Is that a robe? You Who's said Steed? there what was kind a of robe name does he for wear? it. It looked like some elderlings wear. Yeah, he has like an elderling robe thing that he wears. <laughs> it's awesome. Steed is the main character of our Flag Means Death. He is a the gentleman pirate, and he wears pajamas like ninety percent. Pajama of the time. pirate. Yeah, pajama pirates. You know. And he has tea. He's just very civilized. Uh, and he's, uh, he's Blackbeard's boyfriend. Uh, oh, yeah. He does have a fabulous robe. This red one is divine. Yes. There's a whole, there's a whole, I'm telling you, these gifts, they would work as gifts for live ship really well. Or like, you know, any kind of realm of the elderling stuff. But like, yeah. When you say you want gifts, do you mean you want, like, an artful, like, presentation on Tumblr? Or do you want, like, <laughs> Wintro slapped on the face, like, in words of one character? <laughs> yes. I want, like, I want, like, live ship quotes instead of, like, what that, what they're actually saying. Or, uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Or, like, a meme. You do a meme format where, like, one of them is Wintro and one of them is Kenneth or something. Yeah. 
But also you could make it look like live ship scenes or something and you know like I mean, honestly, because it's a pirate show and there's some pirate tropes that Hob also did, like, there's things that really work really well. Like, people make those, like, fan casting, like, Game of Thrones ones where they, like, use clips from, you know, a million other shows and movies and, you know, that kind of thing. You could probably do that. Yes, you can please also send me those. I also (laughs) like to look at those. Well, you know, it's just because I still follow Nobody Suspects the Butterfly. (laughs) So she posts all of them. I need to get back on Tumblr. Hell yeah. You don't remember your password. I do not. (laughs) They don't have a password reset? As I recall, it was really hard because I tried to do it. Typical. They wanted me to do something else, and I couldn't get into the email that I was using. Just, and... just make a new account. <laughs> but I like that account. <laughs> so much you remember the password. No. I don't remember the password of my email <laughs> account that I sign into every day. Okay, this is a message for everybody to use a service called LastPass. I do use yep, LastPass. Yeah. Just oh, poorly. She uses it poorly. Not using it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else happened? That's really it. Poor Bee's not doing well. Uh, she got weak. some protein. She's weak. She's hungry. She's stuck inside the a sinking ship in a storm in the dark. Let's go to cool. chapter 14. Chapter 14. Paragon's Baragon. <laughs> <laughs> Paragon's Bargain. I ain't, I'm not even drinking tonight. <laughs> the intro is Simpha writing a letter of recommendation from Beloved to a solitary confinement cell. <laughs> Sailing blissfully along aboard Paragon where we all want to be, Amber and Fitz hole up together and reread all of B's dreams. During this, Amber explains Wizardwood and live ships to Fitz and the readers who decided to skip those ones, and touches on that apparently, in Jamalia, they've sold out of Gorilla Glue because they have used it to coat their regular ships so that the river acid doesn't eat them away. On each boat, they write, fashioned in Jamalia. <laughs> <laughs> They all fall into their own little ship habits. For example, Fitz has strange small talk time in the stateroom with Brashen, but almost every evening, Amber would sit in Paragon's hands and have private talk with younger, hotter Fitz, no boys allowed. (laughs) When Fitz finally manages to force out a polite decline to wine time with Brashen, it turns out he can't refuse because it's important this time. Now he just feels silly. We're making good time to Bingtown, Brashen says. Yes, it is good we are going fast on a boat, Fitz replies. (laughs) (laughs) No, asshole, says Brashen. That means something is deeply wrong because it's a change in Paragon's behavior. We might all die, like right now. Fitz thinks they should all just go up to the figurehead and ask what's bothering him, and Althea looks him dead in the eye and is probably about to spit on him when something is amiss. Earthquake, Fitz yells. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ben's a short version of his entire life story. Shut up. We are literally on water. Everyone yells back. (laughs) 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 The smooth wizard wood has gone scaly. Everyone grabs as much aquaphor as they can and rush out to Paragon. Amber has given him him silver in exchange for a nonstop sale to Clara's. Not only has this transformed Paragon into an even moodier teen, but Amber has also completely ruined Althea and Brashen's entire lives forever. (laughs) Althea is about to grab Amber by her legs upside down and shake her until all the jester bells come out. When Fitz steps between them and then Brashen steps between them and it's like a big threat sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Until the fool declares it's the dragons making everyone all fighty and he slaps Fitz on the back of the head. It became a face car accident, a three face pileup, just faces hitting other faces. Oh well, rum time. Althea and Brashen calmly explain again and in detail just how fucked their lives are now. Completely ruined. So thanks. Thank you. You could have warned us so we could figure out a new life ahead of time, but you know what? That's okay. Thanks. The fool presents his theory to them all that B is alive. Althea is really happy that her livelihood is destroyed because of a dream diary with a tiny lock and key on it. Fitz goes to do all the fool's bidding and fetch the journal, but he takes an old paragon detour, as we call it here on Buckheap Radio, and asks the ship if his daughter is alive. I have absolutely no idea, Paragon answers, but I do know that I'm going to be dragons. (laughs) Fitz, satisfied, fetches the book. Discovering that Amber, in fact, did not steal the silver given to him in Kelsingra, and he brings the book back to the stateroom. Show us your proof that your child is alive, Althea demands pretty sarcastically, and the fool instructs Fitz to please read the dream where the two-headed person gives you a vial of ink to drink and you shake off pieces of wood and become two dragons. I think that one will be the clearest to all of those here. (laughs) (laughs) They share more dreams and show each other illustrations and Brashen says, well, how do we know you didn't write that out last night? <laughs> the fool also interprets B's dream about the candles and how Fitz having three candles instead of four has created a future where B still lives. I never thought math was important in school, but you know, here we are. We've all learned something. But you know, if B is alive, I hope she never wanted to start a business or a life aboard a live ship. Huh. No future in that anymore. Oh my god. So this chapter is that so was bonkers. beautiful. Thank yes. you. <laughs> Beautifully done. And I just want to kick things off by saying this. I was never a true fan of Amber. Okay? I always said there was something a little sketchy, a little bit off about this bitch. And then I was like, you know what? We'll give her a pass because it's the pool. But now Amber's back. And I'm like, damn, this girl's a bitch. <laughs> So Amber is my gut instinct was correct. 
Is so Amber just impulsive like this normally? Is this a thing that Amber does? Yes. When it comes to Paragon, yes. So like, but I was gonna say I don't think that she is. In... I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I well, feel think like about she's it. She like let... thoughtful, but like. But in the live ship book, she's like, "Oh, is this the insane boat that kills people? Pick me up! Pick me up!" Right. Yeah. Uh. So, for some reason, she really, really likes Paragon. She's all up in it. They are in a romance together. A romance. That's why she gave him the hot face. But it is, like, the whole thing is pretty fucked. And, like, we know they're going to save the world. And they think they're out for revenge. And it's kind of like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Let me work it. <laughs> and reverse it. Wow. That's what Paragon is singing to himself. That's a gif. <laughs> for sure. Be a good one. I what I don't like is, well I guess we're gonna get to this later but Paragon's new appearance <laughs> it sounds awful right is like it's pretty, the his long neck, neck sounds gross it's a real long <laughs> yeah. neck so do you do, do you all remember Clash of I'm the a Titans long neck. do you all remember Clash of the Titans when um, duh okay so when we're fighting when we're fighting the Gorgon Medusa in the weird basement and she's got yeah. the long scary neck that is yeah. what I, with the scales that is all I picture. <laughs> So wait, Accurate. do we do we have do we have I mean I got the scales being turned in like the, yes, the smooth Joey, are wood. you confused? No, I'm not confused. I just I wanna do we have a quote of exactly what 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 Paragon looks like now? Yeah, it talks about how his neck gets all long and disgusting. Yeah, but like oh, his face is kind of dragony quote. and like He looks more like an elderling, I think. It's like an elderling. I thought he went further than that. I felt well, like yeah, he but got, like, like, but I feel like his face looks a little bit more elderly. I, I, here, I'll read it. His claws <clears throat> now. I didn't want to touch on this because it mars my perfect image of Paragon the Sun. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. Go on. <laughs> no, we're talking about it. It's fine. <laughs> At first glance, I had thought the dim lights were playing tricks on my eyes, but Paragon's face no longer matched my own. He was as scaled as an elderly rain wilder. Uh, his eyes shifted. They are still blue, but the blue swirled with silver. Dragon's eyes. He reached toward Amber with fingers tipped with black claws. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Color rippled across the features we shared. In the dark, he gleamed a coppery bronze. Hmm. And then later on, I don't think it's in this chapter, um, but you learn that he has a really long neck. <laughs> Yeah, that really disturbing hug scene. With, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a hug when he physically assaults a woman. Yes. <laughs> so he kind of looks like a giraffe or something. Yeah, he's he looks yeah, like Jeffrey. Just like a giraffe. <laughs> he's also changing it at will, so he can like go back to be more humanly. He's like Stretch Armstrong. Or go, go all go full <laughs> dragon, or go yeah. He's yep. Yeah. So, so what does the face look? Like? So like. So these live ships haven't touched silver at all before. Is that is that what we're getting at? And like once they touch silver, they can kind of correct. They have magic capabilities to I mean, stay with they them. Are, they're made of some amount of silver. Yeah, but I don't think that they are aware of that. You it's know, like, like the concentration. Because I'm assuming that some of them have also been fortunate enough to absorb the blood of people with skill, and that would also involve silver. So it's. I think it's a. But how many do you think have absorbed people with skill? Like, 
Yeah, they don't seem to know what the hell the skill is. This, yeah, I don't. I don't think like they're not really absorbing like tens of dozens of lots of people, and then like skill is kind of few and far between when it comes to Bingo Town. I don't know. The, this one tasted interesting. The cocoon is what dragon spit and sand. And the sand, and the sand has the skill in it. It's silver. Yeah. It's yeah. silver. Sorry. I use those words interchangeably, perhaps incorrectly. Skilver. Hashtag spoilers. <laughs> Skilver. Look, I love that with that we relied upon Paragon to bring us the drama, to bring us the real housewives moments, and Paragon yes. delivers. Paragon is like, you know what? Yes. Fuck you. I'm the star of the show. I don't give a shit about you. And Yep. You starve. Yeah. Do you need water? I don't care. Stand on my deck with your mouth open. Maybe you'll get water. This is like when we find out our favorite New York housewife is, you know, a Trump supporter. It happens. (laughs) Would Paragon vote for Trump? (laughs) He likes Egrot. And he likes Kenneth, so maybe. Uh... Egrot? I thought Egrot was like the villain that like abused him or something. He was. Yeah. Egrot was a fucking disgusting creature. He and bled yeah. him. And yet. And yet. <laughs> okay. All right, Izzy. Um, nothing about this is. is so good. where did uh where what who what what the hell did she give him? Silver. The silver, silver. that she got from someone. From, From some unnamed person. She's no snitch. And Althea's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know who anybody is. And also, like, whatever. I mean, Avi, somebody in Kelsingra. Was it? I don't remember who it was. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, what's his it face? It wasn't our favorite gay dads. They wouldn't have done it. I the, who it gave? Wait, who gave Amber the silver? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it. Uh, it was uh, King. It was the guy. It was the the guy with the red dragon. No, that no, he that gave was Finn no. silver. Finn I thought Amber. Him. Hold on, I thought Amber took the silver and used no. it. No, no, she got oh. her own silver because oh, Fitz goes back same. to his room and he looks in his bag yeah. and there's no. he still has his vial. Okay. So okay, got it. And he has way more it... than she apparently gave Paragon. She uh, had a side hustle. I assume if it wasn't Rapscall, it was. Or just Rapskull Rapskull. just gave everyone in the party. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I only trust you with this to each person. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, how can I actually take them down? And that's Lance like, oh, I've got some of that too. Do you need it here? (laughs) He gives a vial to everyone and he goes, this is the last of the silver. Only you are getting it. I'm entrusting it to you. Um, How, like, what volume of silver do we think Paragon received? I think it was, like, enough to fill a thumb. Like, like a, a thumb okay. worth. That's like it? half a, a shot. A wintro thumb? So, yeah. like, this, these vials <laughs> oh, that... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wintro's thumb. A preteen, or no, I guess he was a full teen. A teen's thumb. Yeah, like half a I shot. I was thinking... Okay. How, what volume of skill do you think Fitz has? What, if he just, like, bit him like a vampire and drained his blood? <laughs> no, I think in his blood. Well, like, let's Get talk about, me. like, <laughs> you know, I'm just, like, I'm curious about how much skill we think goes so far. 
So I, this is why I'm asking you these questions. I'm doing skill math. I felt like Fitz had a lot of skill. I you felt know, like, like his vials were balls like... that you buy at Sephora. Those travel. Oh yes. Oh okay. Yeah. I think he's got. Like, I was two thinking of like a cigar canister, like oh, okay. the size of a cigar. Mm. Like a it's cigar. A I, I thought you meant the, the skill of his blood. <laughs> I, like, I know. <laughs> but that's like a standard size vial for chemistry stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I'm a little, a so I guess my point being, I'm kind of nervous about how much Paragon was able to change with such a small volume of, of silver. Yes, and also, why are all these dragons out here drinking, like, bu- huge buckets of it? Like, what are they doing with it? Making Greedy. entire populations look different. They might just think it tastes good. Pooping out most of it. You know, like, why like, why, sometimes like, I pour lot. myself a mezcal and it's not to get drunk. It's just because I kind of like it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that's a lot of magic power that they're just gulping down. And what are they doing with it? This goes to my having theory. Having sex. Having aerial sex. Well, this well, goes to my theory that it. I don't think that the dragons are actually smart. I think that the silver makes them smart. And that's why they need so much of it. Because they're stupid. Well, I guess worked on the really ones. Yeah, they're just really dumb. But there's like fifty yeah, of the them. Real gimpy ones, yeah, yeah the like, real gimpy ones. Yeah, the real gimpy ones. Spit drank doing the silver and then they... was all of a sudden competent for like five. He minutes. was like waxing poetic and philosophic and all of that. It's yeah, like the Scarens, <laughs> which are also dragons. Space so dragons. then, in theory, they're just fucking silver hoarders and robbing everybody else of the silver so did is when the world ended was it specifically to deny dragon silver maybe but here's the thing though oh nope never mind jk jk he took dragon's blood back it up but it's got silver in it yeah right so when the when fool took the dragon's blood was it just the silver in it that made him turn dragony oh yeah. So by that theory, then any human could take any amount of silver and turn dragony. In which case, that goes back to a supportive theory of like silver kind of belonging to dragons. Because why would it turn everybody into also, a dragon? Also, but also maybe it turn, turns you dragony, and so in fact dragons are not actually dragons, but are in fact geckos or fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't mean to slander the dragons. It's fine. You don't? I mean, we I slay mean, the dragons all the time. So. I mean, I'm going to give them at least, like, iguana status. I don't know about a gecko. Which, geckos, I don't even think Gila have scales. Monster. I think they're an amphibian. But uh, you know. Two things I want to point out. One, I really like the part where they're starting to talk, where they're still in the ca- in the, in the captain's cabin, and they're like, the skill pillar. And they're like, what the fuck's the skill pillar? And Amber's like, I'm speaking to Fitz right now. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. For a bitch who just fucks some shit up hard for everybody, she, I'm like, yo, like, you could take it down a peg. <laughs> also, is it again? This... Oh, go ahead. I was just say if they all just fucking talk to each other about everybody's magics, everyone would be so much less confused. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, yeah, it's all. I think it's really strange how they're kind of like. Eh. I mean, I guess they're not super sus about it, but yeah, it's like you have a fucking talking ship, and then you're kind of like rolling your eyes at these dreams about this. Yeah, you know, <laughs> being a nut and all this other shit. Because it'd be like yeah, if was somebody rude. was like, we have talking dragons, and we're like, we have math. 
Well, that's also true. It's like it's like they. It was unclear to me whether or not they understood that Fitz has like magical powers. I don't know that they do. Well, they, I don't think they of, do at all. But this sort they, of it's casually know, mentioned that I think he they does. know about what happened in Kelsinger, but I don't think right. they really get it. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. he healed all those people, and it's like, yes, he has magical powers. Can we? But stop? It, like, it it just it always surprises me how little everybody else knows about the skill. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's strange too. But I guess like people didn't really know about live ships until and, they actually get to Big Town. Like they hear, they know that they exist, but they don't know the hows and the well, why. Well, now that they like, yeah, now that they their body news is out, they just tell everyone everything all the time. I'm like, wow, you're just spilling all of it. This is all the tea. Yeah. Like they don't. Nobody knows about the wit either. Like nobody knows about anything that's happening in the Six Touchy. Well, but the wit we like... know is like a little more. You know, it makes a little bit more well, sense. I, I know, but know like about it because it was so real wiki. Still, you'd think that somebody would have an idea um actually i want to say three things the second one is is this the chapter where they tell the fool that or amber that she's going to need to like be a crew member and she looks at them and she goes well i'm blind but i'll try <laughs> <laughs> that's, i think that's later which I but i'm later. also kind of like i don't give a shit if you're blind like you did this so fucking learn how to do shit blind learn to see I think that's 16 16 okay sorry yeah. Like, it's uh, time to build your fucking muscle memory and figure this shit out. And third, Earthquake is <laughs> the absolute best joke. Oh, my God. Fucking amazing. <laughs> it's an earthquake. Durr. Earthquakes. These happen all the time in Bucky. When I was a lad, a tree shook terribly. <laughs> terribly, terribly. We are on a boat. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a river still at this point. So he's, it's not like, it's not inconceivable Whatever. that an earthquake would affect the river, but it was, it's just really funny. It's really funny. Sea quake, at least. Sir. A, a sea quiver. Sea quake. <laughs> well, they, they do have the earthquakes and stuff in like the rainwater. Yeah, they have tons is... of earthquakes in the rainwater. Well, yeah, yeah, but like but that's what caused the like river to flood and everything yeah. and uh so it's not totally out of the question. Ah, uh, Fitz. He's just out of his element. He's trying to be like authoritative and they're just that's... like no one cares. It's sensible. He's though. like I know what's up. It's sensible though. I mean to be like, oh, this is a natural disaster that I'm familiar with. When we were in college, I remember there was a really bad like uh, winter storm with like ice and everything, and there was like a lot of bright bursts of electric energy on the horizon, and somebody looks up and says, "Transformers," and not just me, okay? Like it wasn't just me, <laughs> but me and my friend Paul both looked at each other and went, "Transformers in disguise." <laughs> and legitimately for a second thought our brains went to giant robots so you know at least Fitz is still thinking like this is a real thing although <laughs> when really he needed to think giant talking giant about talking... temper tantrum oh, yeah exactly it was the opposite turning into a dragon That's well it. here's Why the thing transformers that, are real and it's a government conspiracy to try to cover them up every day Joey so you were right I mean, they were they were transformers exploding. They just were just those trash can shaped things. On the Joey, you weren't lines. here when that when that power plant exploded 
several years ago. Oh my gosh, I was on the phone with Rachel and it was (laughs) fucking crazy. I was like, Rachel, are you okay? (laughs) She's like, and then I could see it like on Twitter and I'm like, okay, (laughs) it's real. It's real, Rachel, but how do I know that you're real? She said. (laughs) How do I know that everything is happening? Were you here? Were you were you in town when it happened, Jenny? No. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Joey was. Because you're really, you were really close to that. Yeah. Yeah, but we didn't, I don't think Ashley was here. I think it was just Jess and I. I feel like we weren't, I feel like the blinds and stuff were closed, so we didn't (laughs) see it. And we just, like, the lights flickered for a minute. And we were just like, huh, that's weird. And then we were looking at Twitter later, and we were like, wait, what? Meanwhile, like, I'm out in the street, like, are aliens here? Are we being No, abducted? Rachel, I was on the phone with Rachel. We may have told this story, but I was on the phone with Rachel because she was having a meltdown because oh, of a roach. a roach. <laughs> yeah, that story is definitely So she's in, like, hyper crazy mode already, and then she's like, the sky is glowing! And I'm like, I think you just need to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, honey. But I, no, but as I recall, when that happened, the roach disappeared. Everyone's dying, but it returns. It was a. It, we got to stop up. making Jenny laugh. It's just not not <laughs> that worth was it. Ashley too. It was that was me that. too. Oh god. Yeah, it was both of us. <laughs> Are you single and ready to mingle? Let Jenny and I be your dates. <laughs> cool. Ugh. All right, chapter fifteen. Let's do something. Hold on, horrible. I gotta blow okay. my nose. First. Yeah, go right ahead. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I'll leave that one in there. Uh... <laughs> All right. Chapter 15 is called Traitor Acriel, or however you say her name. Uh, Bee's Dream Journal brings us another ominous tale, this time of a puppet dancing on hot coals and a man with an axe who cuts the strings, but he falls as the puppet leaps away free. And I was going to make a no-strings-attached joke, but then I just kind of got sad about it all. Um... (laughs) So this chapter brings us the tiniest bit of reprieve for B as she escapes while he's clutches and finds a new protector for a time until the fact that she's a main character in a Robin Hobb novel catches up with her and everything is terrible again. (laughs) Uh, She finds Trader Acriel on the ship and goes on an impromptu job interview, sliding her resume slightly across the table as she eyes the trader's dinner. Under qualifications, it lists strong and healthy, which at this point in the story feels like she's stretching the truth a bit. Under skills, it lists reading, writing, drawing, and math if absolutely necessary. <laughs> B thinks this makes her the perfect candidate for the job of slave. She's really setting her sights si- high there in the job market, but anything is better than her current position <laughs> as Dwalia's unwilling hostage. The good news is she gets the job and Trader Acryl agrees to try and sell her as a child's maid, and as a bonus, she gets some leftover bread crust and the drugs of some porridge. Yum. Afterwards, uh... Trader Acriel takes her to her room on the ship. It has a window, so you know she's well off. An astonished bee also makes note that the garments in a trunk can be well arranged, which doesn't surprise me since her previous role models were Fitz and Shun. Um, also, unlike her father, Bee seems to appreciate her bath more, even if it leaves her sobbing at the end for all she's lost, so that's really depressing. 
But at least she's locked up tight in her new little cabin so Dwalia can't get her for now. So after some quick sewing, she alters her new clothes and curls up in the corner to sleep. Um, so for the next several days, Bea minds her manners and does everything that the trader asks of her, all while dreaming of the many ways that Dwalia might have died. I bet that was nice. Um, <laughs> trader Akriel seems pretty alright for a slave trader. She buys her new clothes, feeds her, gives her soap for her hair, gets her books to read from, and paper innings. And B impresses her with a letter to the point the trader thinks she might even be able to sell her as a scribe. And I feel like B's life is really looking up here. <laughs> At the next port, they disembark and go and stay in a nice five-star five hotel where the rooms come with complimentary snacks and wine. And the lobby has a giant human-run fan. So that's nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> B even has her own tiny little room. Tiny little room here. Life is great. But then, you know, Robin Hobb problems come knocking at the door after Trader Akriel goes out for the day. Dwalia, Kerf, and Vindelar have somehow found her because no one in the story can have a nice day. At least B gets to see her horrifying handiwork in Dwalia's monstrous face. Trader Akriel makes the fatal mistake of arriving back right at this inopportune time, only to get stabbed to death by Kerf in order to... By order of Dwalia via Vindelire, R.I.P. Trader Akriel. Like stabbed like kind 48 of nice. times. Yeah, yeah she yeah, describes her grotesque. afterwards as like meat and Jeez. rags and it's horrific. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Vindelire struggles to hide them as they try and flee the ho- flee hotel security, but Dwalia continues to use and abuse them until she gets her way. They end up leaving Curve behind to take the fall as Dwalia slaps a train around B's neck and everything is just awful once more. Dwalia tries to take shelter in a random house, but there's too many people for Vindelire to control, and they think she's a demon because of her face, and well, they're not wrong, <laughs> so they have to run away. <laughs> True. Uh, B tries to take one final stand by saying she'll just stand there and scream until all the people come out into the street, and she'll tell them they're kidnappers and murderers, but Dwalia calls her bluff and gaslights her into believing that everyone will just think she was in on it. So she has no choice but to just keep getting dragged along, feeling guilty about how another person is dead because of her. And damn, Hob, can you ever just let her have some peace for one entire chapter? I was really mad at B in that moment that she let herself be convinced that somehow she would go down with them. I'm like, like, she also probably would have. But I don't agree because the the hotel saw her check in with with the traitor yeah, and like no she's one, a child no one in this like, story tends to believe people i just i don't know i don't the know path, she could play being like a very small child like i just don't feel like she would have been held accountable with fucking dwalia the monster face yeah <laughs> i mean the threat was vindelire right but... right he would just make them think that she was if he could hold it down, though, but I feel like very minimal prodding on B's part would have kept him from being able to do that. He stirs, or she stirs him in a way where, like, he really can't control himself. He gets very flustered about her. It would have been risky. Well, yeah, but we are going to find out why Duelia has such a hold on him. Eventually. Sex. Spoilers. Hash- hashtag spoilers. <laughs> Oh no! Guess what? It's terrible. They're um, shocking. <laughs> Never. Spoilers. I don't believe you. Terrible, terrible, terrible news. Uh, Simply terrible. I, you know, I hate that I was like really like on team slave trader. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
little it's cute. so like she had a nice outfit and her hair was shiny yeah. she does everything she to try to convince you she's not a slave trader right. she was talking about placing her instead of selling her but then she right. would be write her own like her own uh uh receipt for like her investment where she's like well this is how much it costs to feed and clothe you and that's just being a businesswoman though like like it's still terrible but it's still a significantly better situation than she was in Hmm. i mean yeah it's absolutely like it was a definitely a good plan whether or not someone would trade a valuable scribe back to the six duchies is a question but you know but she got a five five star hotel stay, right? And opportunities so. are better than no opportunities. Like the chance yeah. of an opportunity is better. Do you know how much that fruit bowl would have cost at the Hyatt? That would have been like a. Really <laughs> bowl. What about the fan? It was nicer than oh, the yeah. Hyatt. Come on, she was. They were at least at the Marriott. <laughs> but it's it's also like what book are we on? Like sixteen. You can't, like, tr- trying to trick me and make me think that, like, it's not, it's, that it's all just going to work out for B from this point on. I He's mean, go home and wait. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be, like, a smooth path for her to move forward in this story, but I did not think that Trader Acryl was going to become meat scraps. Like, <laughs> I did not see no. that one coming. <laughs> I know, right? She was just going to be this person that, like... I thought maybe... she was going to get stuck in a home with, like, maybe an abusive owner or something, or, like, a, a, an abusive child that she was the maid of, but then she would somehow, like, slip out the back door. I don't know. She, like, she has to end up at Clary's. Like, yeah, do we have... Be... There's sort of, like, this... I know, there's, like, thing. such yeah. a timeliness about it. It's like she has to keep moving to Clara's, like... Well, I was thinking about, like, how it felt, like, kind of, like genre tv at that moment where it was like she's there she's taking a nap and then the door opens and fucking kerf staggers in and it's like how right? did he even get there and hob doesn't even bother like explaining explain it. it's just but like, here's what i will tell you when she went she dipped into that fucking expensive fruit bowl she's like i'm gonna eat this fruit and i'm gonna sit on the outdoor patio yeah where everybody can see me i was like girl what you doing why would you do that (laughs) she's just like she's making some very grand assumptions about Dwalia dying I'm like this bitch is hardy okay like she's not going down without a significant fight she needed to rip out half her throat instead I'm saying I wonder (laughs) how she survived that considering Odessa basically went septic in like 24 hours yeah, I don't know. Maybe B's mouth was like especially clean that day. I don't know. Maybe Dwayley actually washed the cutout. Yeah, <laughs> maybe That's true. Reppin refused. Yeah, maybe. She was like, "Oh wait, I know what happened to Odessa. I'm gonna." It was Reppin, not Odessa. Or Reppin. Sorry, you're right. I don't know what happened to Odessa. Odessa Awful just got things. left behind. I think. Yeah. I think she got sold, didn't she? She's she's yeah. a slave. No, that was Alaria. Oh, right. Oh, oh, Odessa. I think no, she died. Odessa died. Yeah. Yeah. Like early. Ugh. And then Reppin. Right. Gosh, these she's running out of lyrics. <laughs> she she is. She only has Vindelire left. Because they left Kerf behind. Because they that left too. Kerf behind. So now they don't even have muscle. 
He was becoming a liability for them, though, I think. I do really like when they knock on that door of that random house, and it's like, this will work. They walk in, it's like, oh, there's a party. There's, like, a whole bunch of people <laughs> picking up weapons immediately, yeah. like, beating them. <laughs> and B's like, I'm not part of these people, save me. <laughs> it was pretty funny when they tried to go into the house. And he couldn't control everybody. Yeah. And I like that B waited until they were in a nicer part of town before she like made her stand. She's like, these people, the rich people, will believe me. I don't know what that was about. Uh, so where are they? Do we even know? Uh, Soulsby or something. I don't know. Soulsby. Salt my map. It's Soul something. Hold on, let me look it up. <laughs> I'm assuming it's like part of the scatter islands or like at the beginning of like the, all those islands off of the coast because they haven't gotten to the pirate isles yet right she thinks they're past the pirate isles oh they're, pi- they're past okay yeah, I don't have a map with souls marked on it hold on I'm trying to look up so the like, name of it Maybe they're on Shield Ball Soulsby, Island yes. or Fat Island or Last Island. Next to the Sewell River in Shale, whatever that means. Oh my god, what the fuck is that? Does that mean they're south of Jamalia? She said, I asked her no questions. I knew we were far off any map I had ever seen. So, But uh, yet all these people are speaking common or whatever. Buck. Buckies. Buckies. As she carefully six, raised her hair and chose her earring, she told yeah. me that she had saved a tidy amount of money because our ship had evaded the tariff ships of the Pirate Isles. By this, I surmised that we were past the Pirate Isles, but I knew no more than that. It's interesting to me when we're like, okay, yes, people are definitely speaking a different language, like, because we're, we're in Chalced, but then as soon as we get to the Pirate Isles, everyone's just speaking. Oi. <laughs> Hosses stink. anyway it's fine clef does not really have an accent in these audiobooks i'm afraid to to mention well it said that he lost his accent apparently or he had a a faint accent accent. a faint accent even though he came from the whatever that means still mad about that um anything else we need to talk about or should we go to the absolute ridiculous chapter 16 i'm ready to dive in all right joey (sighs) hit us with this ridiculous clown show where more and more clowns come out of this fucking car (laughs) all the clowns yeah and i don't know any of them this is gonna be amazing (laughs) Can't wait to see the spelling. Oh man! <laughs> oh, simp is simp. <laughs> Why? That's what they said. Simp. They said simp. Simp. Right. Jesus. I call her Simpy. Simp. Hi, matey. Let's do it. Um, the intro is a recount of a collected prophetic dream nope. whereby a young. What chapter are we on, and what's it called? <sighs> we all know it's the Pirate Isles. It's chapter sixteen. The one that follows 15. The intro is a recount of a collected prophetic dream whereby a young child is stolen from their home 
And when they get on their feet again, they are a scaled monster. Who are you, B? I am vengeance itself. Because we watched Batman. Um, <laughs> that was... <laughs> that was Simps writing. Um, so, everyone is mad at Amber because she fundamentally changed the means to their livelihood. Um, everyone meaning the crew of uh, Paragon. Um, still learning names here, but I believe it is... Uh, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me, crew. The crew? Help what? Help what? Bat... Bastion, Brashen, Alfia Alfia and Brashen. They're both specifically both of them are very upset with Amber because of aforementioned uh, silver exchanges to Paragon. Um, days are getting longer and warmer because spring uh, as spring becomes summer. Uh, Amber and Fitz spend most of their time still poring over Bee's dream journals, looking for more insights. Amber spends, uh, still spends long hours of private time with the figurehead. And it's funny because, like, even as Alyssa was summarizing the first part of her chapter, literally I thought, shit, did I summarize the wrong chapter by accident? Because this was literally the same fucking paragraph copy and pasted into this chapter for some goddamn reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Fitz then, he goes, he finds his butterfly cloak, and then he's going to try this on and see what I hear. So he gets the butterfly butterfly cloak on and rendering him in, himself invisible, and then he roams the Harry ship. Potter moment. A little Harry Potter moment. He, he finds that uh, Spark and Lant are engaging in some sort of romantic activity, uh, and activity. then Lant... Lant goes on about duties, duty, 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 because he's a you know he's a he's he's a he's a, a farseer, and Spark is just concerned about being too lowborn for him, so that you know, okay, that's on theme. Um, <laughs> as they navigate to the Pirate Isles, Fitz expresses to the fool that he does not like Amber. He just says, you know what. I don't like Amber. Amber's a bitch. Stop being Amber, please. Um, and then the fool's like, I can't, um, as everybody knows me as Amber. But, you know, to, to Fitz's point, nobody likes Amber. So maybe if, if <laughs> the fool kind of comes out and is like, well, Amber's gone, everybody could kind of be like, oh, well, I guess there's no more Amber. So maybe that might help. But that's just a thought. Um, with Paragon's transformation, um, he has become more willful and less inclined to listen to the directions from the crew. Brashen and Althea were especially annoyed, explaining that not only is their trade and reputation at stake, but basics like water and food rations are also needed. And then to that, Paragon just says, we are in water, so just eat the fish <laughs> around. There's <laughs> fish everywhere. <laughs> which is kind of a good Touché. point but yeah uh, i don't know if they got nets or anything or if if like paragon just reach in the water and grab fish and throw it aboard but like <laughs> probably yeah um just a giant marlin he could probably <laughs> scoop him with his mouth like a baleen whale with his super long neck <laughs> and just like like poops it out onto the deck or something yeah he's looking like gar he's looking like a gargoyle in my head which one which is it brook not brooklyn the other one 
they have it doesn't who, matter the broadway i don't know the goliath broadway. i don't <laughs> the hot one, I guess. Is that what you're after? <laughs> the, the hot one, one you is want. Goliath. The, the no, monster the red fuck. One. The red, red one, one is Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay, yeah. yeah. Brooklyn. The, he's got the long neck. I'm just Brooklyn. picturing Brooklyn stuck on the front of a ship. And then Motley says, ship, ship, ship. And it's a pirate ship. Is it because we're in the pirate isles? So there's probably a pirate ship, I think. Or maybe it's worse. It's a tax collector. Um, but it might just also be a live ship possibly um and if it is a live ship it occurs to the crew that maybe we shouldn't let paragon talk to them because you know reasons um the mystery ship more than likely is definitely a tariff ship the pirate isle uh agents aka fuckers um and you know (laughs) paragon is not very reasonable and you know bound to just like sink a bitch and so but fortunately paragon seems reasonable um so but with fitz's combined wit skill sense uh you know is sort of being uh, being set off and he senses it like electricity running through the entire vessel which i thought was interesting because we don't get like we're getting a little bit of this wit skill stuff and this is sort of kind of like it feels different than one or the other it's it's something both um so something is definitely happening and paragon um then changed his face back to the original fitz face um, Paragon has a bit of a tantrum at Amber's notion that Paragon will, yes, be dragons, plural, but uh, but but specifically dragons touched by humans. Um, and Paragon is just kind of prickling at that concept, claiming that the the like like are you saying that like I'm one of those fucking others on the weirdo beach because like they're disgusting abominations and I'm not that I'm beautiful. Um, and Amber, <laughs> <That's> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Amber explains that Paragon will be a new kind of dragon, but uh, with the, but by possessing also human memories. And I thought this was just sort of kind of a cool kind of insight into like a new race of creatures. It's like that... Dragon CRISPR. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's something else here. It's like humany dragons. Um, so upon meeting the tariff ship, uh, Brashen explained that they were headed to the port to pay taxes, to which the tariff ship captain was really relieved to hear that. Um, um, Queen, apparently this the place they're headed to is Queen Etta's house, the royal pirate <laughs> residence or some such. Um, and guess what? There is a, another live ship uh, at the port. It is, uh, is it Vivacia? Yes, it is Vivacia, uh, commanded by uh, none other than a Wintro. Um, but <laughs> this, a Wintro. this should be interesting. Um, and Vivacia's like, I. It says she's opening, like welcoming them open armed. She's just sort of like, hey, y'all, like, like. And I just imagine her like waving, but um, I don't know. I don't Tits know Vivacia that well. But like, yeah, I Tits think that. Out. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, as they are. <laughs> <laughs> As they are docking and departing, Paragon uh, uh, Fitz waves down land and yet again tries to burden himself of their company to protect them from the inevitable tragedy that awaits them on Claris. Uh, by that I mean he's saying, "Why don't you just stay here and like just stay here and we'll go." And like I don't, I, I don't think that nobody nobody likes that plan, but that's what he asks. Fitz then confronts Lant on the nature of his relationship with Spark, and Lant doesn't appreciate it at all. And finally, Fitz asks Lance to, like, look after Amber and Spark in this, you know, weird, dangerous place. And Fitz needs to 
kind of stay on the ship to keep an eye on Paragon's, uh, you know, shenanigans. Uh, Fitz writes some bird mail back to Shade to explain that Lan has been a good soldier, which Lan asked him specifically to write, which I thought was funny. Um, there is an expl- there is an exposition that I uh, um, that like there's all this exposition from the the live ship books, and I'm gonna <laughs> gloss the fuck over that. Something about uh, a, a guy, a, a person named Ingrat, who did bad things to people, and then Paragon. I think that Ingrat captain paragon at some point abused him and did nasty things to him too and then paragon got himself beached at one point and got all depressed and then fitz wondered at just how like containing human memories might affect the live ship and its relations with humans ahem foreshadowing paragon uh then deliberately had been uh edging the ship this is a funny part paragon starts deliberately edging the ship towards vivacia because paragon is an edgelord but paragon is like (laughs) like totally like like what do you mean i'm getting closer to that other ship and like butt scooching like over to vivacia and then like without warnings suddenly just reached out and grasped her just like totally grasped her and vivacia was like what the fuck get get off me bro like get get away from me like what are you doing and then paragon like this is weird paragon non-consensually kissed her wooden boob like right on to it like i don't know i maybe i misread or mislistened no, nope, that's pretty what sure happens. he just that's was like exactly i'm gonna what happens. kiss your boob and then he tries to kiss her again and then she beats at she tries to like like buffet him with blows um and i don't i i personally don't know what's happening but from what i gather paragon <laughs> is like th- th- there's a i think he's claim he, a predator claiming vivacia as his mate due to something awful that happened between people on their cruise maybe it involved ingrat maybe it involved kennet or some some one of these other people from these books that did bad things to people and like this is an imprint of some sort some ptsd some learned behavior i don't know he's kissing wooden boobs it's weird um <laughs> Uh, and then, like, Paragon use, use, is using his dragon skill wit magic and, and, like, pressed forth this memory to Vivacia that was so strong that Fitz felt like somebody slapped him upside the head. And essentially, it was the image of a mythical perfect dragon god creature that was bathing <laughs> like a bird, like, bathing in pure silver, just, like, luxuriating in it. Um, and it was just, like, it was just a blissful moment for everyone that was paying attention to that, um, I guess. I don't know. Vivacia didn't seem to have a have a say. Um, the crew uh, then was. I imagine the crew is like in dinghies, just like rowing furiously towards like <laughs> as fast as they can towards Paragon. Like, what the hell is happening? Um, and then finally, the the ship sort of broke. The the Paragon sh- uh, broke the embrace, and it was clear that Vivacia was like not completely sold on this whole idea of becoming a dragon thing once again like i feel like vivacia not being two dragons is like i'm this is who i am i'm happy with it um and then at some point there's like i think i think this is what happened boy a guy named boyo like launched towards paragon (laughs) and was like paragon i've missed you so much i think he like jumped from one ship to the other i'm not exactly sure what happened and then this is just a call to all of y'all like what 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 happened because like i feel like there was a lot of context (laughs) that i just i mean there was wooden boob kissing there was like this new character boy oh boy i don't know okay so basically like like, cirque du soleil can fuck now i don't know what's happening (laughs) um 
Okay, so in the live ship, uh, some of the boats become dragony for a little bit, uh, including Vivacia. She begins to call herself Bolt. Um, she hears uh, her inner dragon. She remembers she her, her inner, inner dragon. dragon. So she does remember being a dragon. She, I think because Vivacia has not led a terrible life, she is not... She's she's able to kind of compartmentalize that a little bit more than Paragon, but I think what we're seeing based on the activity that we saw in the dragon books is he Paragon was being dragony at her because that's what they do. They're like, I'm a boy dragon and you're a girl dragon and we have to sky fuck and you so hate dragons me and I hate fuck. You. That's is that the point? Is like dragons fuck I mean, and that's... she was like, Ace, I'm I mean, ace broke dragons... it off. Definitely fuck, yeah. Yeah. But boats and, don't. And the boats don't. Well, how would so they? She... I don't know. Mm-hmm. It looked like they were trying. <laughs> looked like one was they trying. Don't so... have, they don't have bottom halves. So I think that he was, I think that that was really more of like a, he was being a dragon at her and trying to get her to he be a dragon back. Being gross. I feel dragon about you. Do you feel dragon about me also? Even if she was a dragon, she was not feeling the machismo that he was putting off. That's for sure. I just really didn't like the description of his long neck wrapping around her head back. Like a scarf. It said like a scarf. (laughs) So horrifying. Did that happen? Like a shackle. How did that? So wait a minute. What is it? Literally what does this says look like? like a scarf. So I'm just <laughs> this like isn't how things are supposed to be. <laughs> so like he's wrapping, he's wrapping his head around her neck before the boob kiss, or no, no. Afterwards, when they're hugging, he, she's like when they're having the vision that like that Fitz was trying to share in. He's got like they're like hugging, and she's kind of like resting her head against his chest, and then he has his long neck wrapped around her neck like a scarf, like a boa. It's gross. Like yeah. yeah, not all the, like just just like a one loop. Like if you just wear just like, like a hang around, that's like not a, like the letter C. I don't think she yeah. thought that through when she wrote that because like that's not an attractive look. <laughs> no, it's horrifying. That's like no, a that's dead. Awful. That's like, like a, a dead weird... snake boa thing. Like yeah. that's not good. Yeah, no, that's what it looked like. With like a human face, that's not good. No, he doesn't have a human face. It's not beautiful. No, he has. He has, yeah. he has human ass. He has a dragon face. <laughs> Went like, but like full dragon though, like or just like fits with some elderly. No, no, he has like a dragony. He got like dragon. fully dragony. Yeah, he's got like a human body. It's like almost the a centaur. Like, what is it? If it's the centaur, but like from the neck up, like human body. Oh yeah, they boat. made that in the Wrinkle in Time first, like TV adaptation where right, it was yeah. just a neck. Yeah, just the neck. Just version. necking. Justin, yeah. Um, yeah. I the whole thing was very disturbing, and <laughs> and just more and more characters just coming online, and it was just too. It was a lot. <laughs> I mean, it was just yeah, it was. It was a lot to take in, and I'm like, why, why, like that? Why was why why was he thinking to himself like, how am I gonna tell other live ships about how we get to be dragons? I'm going to sexually assault them. them. To wear me as a scarf. Yeah. Forced boob kiss. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It also doesn't really fit with his selfish nature because you'd think that he'd want to like. Keep I think it, the keep it that to himself, so he got first dibs on all that silver. But now he's trying to recruit Vivacia. 
Right. He wanted to seem like, hey, he's like, he's the, he's the guy and he knows the deets and like, oh, you need some silver. I'll get you some silver. Right. Like, I don't know. Meanwhile, it was Amber's a very like, gross uh, I, side yeah. of him. I've always been like very sympathetic to Paragon and always like really loved and appreciated him and his journey and all the things that he's gone through and blah, 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 blah. And then this happened and I'm like, nope, you're just a piece of shit like the rest of them. Well, honestly, I really think that that was there to make us feel uncomfortable because Vivacia is supposed to look like a Vestrit and Kenneth is supposed to be in there somewhere. And we know that Althea was very uncomfortable. And I think it was supposed to just dredge all that stuff up. Um, and that gets talked about. Yeah. In and chapters. It, I think they talk about it in this one. I didn't read ahead. Did I? No, I didn't read ahead. Oh, they, thank like, you, Alyssa. They That's exactly it, what it is. No problem. <laughs> What happened? Oh, fucking horrible. Look yeah. at the chat. <laughs> oh. This was 2003. The year was 2003. This was all oh. we had. Oh my god. That is not. That's bad. Oh my but god. <laughs> it's like when kids draw humans and it's just like a circle with arms and legs that come out of the circle. Like that's what that is. No, thank you. <laughs> that's upsetting. I will put that it's on not Instagram. Good. Uh, Why can't, can't he wait. have a torso? <laughs> no. In the book, it was fine. And then... Uh, <laughs> so when The I'm artist was lo- like, I get paid by the quarter hour, and <laughs> if you want a torso, you're going to pay. <laughs> so I, I'm making a live ship, right? Like I'm, It's got I'm nipples, making... though. That's the weirdest part. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say. Why does it have nipples on the tops of his legs? <laughs> so fucked. We will hopefully be able to post this for you guys because it's upsetting. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. No, no it does. Legs into nips into neck. Like it just is so upsetting. It's like a, I love the like, running takeoff. Like it, like like he's got to get some distance first. His front <laughs> legs don't even look like they're doing anything. His front legs look like they're just like twiddling in the air, and then the back legs are doing all the work. So what is this? What is this? <laughs> what monster? Also, what's on from? his back? Children. This is from children. a children. 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 Wait. So what is that? It's the only answer. What is this? What is this abomination? Oh. Jenny and I are melting down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. This sorry. is what happens when you make a centaur look less horse-like and more human-like. And it's just bad. It's really bad. <laughs> this is if I wrote the Realm of the Elderlings, but instead of dragons, it's all horses. And then Other's Island is this. Another island is that? This that is an other. It, it, <laughs> yeah, that is a that needs to it's, be put it, down. It's an abomination for sure. <laughs> I do like how uh, offended uh, Paragon was when he was like, "Wait a second, no dragons touched by people are just those things, and those things are horrible." It's like a crotch yeah. <laughs> butted up to nipples, <laughs> butted up yeah, to there's, a head. There's definitely some vertebrae just... missing in there. <laughs> It's not okay. Okay. 
I gotta stop looking at it. <laughs> just stop looking at it. I've been staring at it all this time. It's just a lot to take in. All right. So Fitz has a little Harry Potter moment. Um, I don't know why he has to be in a invisibility cloak in order to spy mm-hmm. on Lant and Spark. I feel like there has been plenty of this already. Like there's all this. Like you ever noticed that Spark is always standing next to Lant and not pair and that they are always like holding each other's hands and shit up until this okay point. well Fitz is a fucking idiot let's remember <laughs> that he yeah. doesn't use context clues for nothing so like he wasn't ever going to notice that that's true also how old is Spark well alleg- according to Lant she old did I he read said a she's chapter older ahead? than she you did? You have a hundred percent read. Ahead. Okay. I can tell by the comments that you're making. No, it's in this chapter. He says she's older than, older she, than she. Yeah, than... he says she's older than she looks. Yeah, because that's is what he's he just telling fix. himself that. <laughs> well, I think she was younger as a boy, and older as a girl. She right. was. She, she was, was pretending so. to be a thirteen-year-old boy. But she's an older girl than that. Yeah, I think she's probably like 15 or 16 at least. Yeah, older. You know, 15. Ah, <laughs> it's like an Angel Buffy situation. Gross. <sighs> I want these chips, these mat. I want the figureheads to be bigger on all this fan art. And the book covers. They're too small. They, they do seem big enough. If if Boyo is able to jump into his arms and then do a bunch of weird flips, <laughs> but why? I don't know. They always Boyo. seem. A, they, I agree. I feel like they seem slightly too small. Yeah, they're all baby. Like there's like a whole ass ship behind them. But like, what? Are, like, I imagine these figureheads to be like. Yeah, if Amber like, can like stand on third. her on the hands and like use the thumbs as like armrests, that means that comparative to Paragon, Amber is at least like a foot tall. Like, oh, we need yeah, yeah, small, and we're not getting like, that. Yeah, tall. like the art that we've seen from covers is not that. But like, also, how freaking dorky was Boyo's entrance? <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> probably bad. knew that he needed to like. He probably sensed that there was. He needed to like change the topic a little bit, you know. Like, he's like, he's like, here I'm come. Now let's do flips. I'm like, what are you, yeah. Robin? Like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> Pretty much. I thought he was but distracting them so that they could to... exactly. Separating. Yeah, like he's probably used to having to manage his erratic family members' crazy moods, and so he well, always has this in his back pocket of like how can I distract my crazy drunk uncle who likes to play grab ass at the party so he just like swooped in and was doing some flips and tricks to distract him wait who's the grab ass uncle what's that person's name Paragon he Paragon. fucking licked a lady's <laughs> oh. nipple in public oh, okay. <laughs> forgot there's like somehow related is that the character that 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 he was that he was sulking about not having on the show one of them Boyo yes. one of yeah them. there's two okay. boys one's named Boyo and the other yeah. one's named Paragon. But they're like, Wait, there's, a, para- there's a human confusing. Paragon. Robin got yeah. real tired with naming conventions <laughs> towards the end of this. Paragon series. 2, I guess. She's like, you know, boy, Junior the boy. The boy. <laughs> boy. Boy. Man. So, oh, boy. Oh. 
book oh, at the boy. boyo thing. Why? Now he's a grown up and his name's Boyo. Awful. Yeah, it's dumb. Right? What do Awful. you do then? <laughs> I hope that's he doesn't wrinkle early. And that's not the saddest part. You know, I say I hope he doesn't wrinkle early, but he's gonna wrinkle so fucking early because he's, he's out in the sun in the wind all the time. Gonna be thirty five. Then, then he's gonna be like an ironic boyo. Like, oh that's boyo. He looks like fucking shit and he's seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> but he can do backflips. Right? That's why they call him Trelvestra, which is also terrible because it's like well, it's just... Oh, that was weird too. I'm like, really? Come on. Trelvestra. Like the, the hyphenated name. And it's uh, it wasn't it's also hyphenated, it's I think. I know it's not hyphenated, like... but Trelvestra. Trelvestra. Travestrit. I like the second one. Travestrit. Travestrit. Maybe it's for our benefit just so that we can it. tell him. Um, I can't have a hyphen because his first are. name has a hyphen already. It'd be too many hyphens. <laughs> but like, did they really name him Boyo or is that? That like is his name. name. No, Boyo I think that's Travestrit. on his social security card. <laughs> Boyo. Chef Boyo. We're, we're Boy A through... Uh, and so book readers, yes. is it hyphenated or is it just no? The boyo no, is all one word. Okay. Yes, twelve ester is not, which is yeah. stupid. Like, why are we getting picky about hyphens? You yeah, know, my social that... security card has my middle name misspelled on it, and it hasn't caught up with me yet. <laughs> just you. I got a I got a passport, so I feel like I'm good. So, okay, so uh, Fitz is like, oh, life is happening around us. Characters are developing. They're falling in love, maybe. And I don't care because I don't like Amber. And I'm going to go pout. And I'm going to go read this book. And then Motley's like, hey, I'm still here. And he's going full Lonely Boy again. And that is the truest form of Fitz. But he's wearing a cool robe while he does it. But when I mean, does he become Gossip Girl? He's Gossip Girl. That's why he wears the cloak so he can go around and get the gossip. Yeah. Hot Goss XO. I think that Paragon is just so attracted to the drama that he can't help it. He can't help but like roll into this this dock that he has clearly not been in in like 20 years and be like oh first live ship i see you're a dragon and just stir up all this shit and then demand like all these people be transferred to his deck i mean he's manic for sure yeah and if he doesn't get his way he's gonna drown everyone it's great it's perfect (laughs) i don't know I'm honestly like, how did they manage to build a business on him for the last 25 years or so without made like they're like, oh, people will they won't take us at our word. I'm like, you're riding around on Paragon. They'll be like, oh, Paragon killed. Well, but I mean, in their defense, (laughs) like this, the Paragon has only been fucked up for like the last two years. That's when Boyo went over to the other ship. And up until then, they've had like 15 years of just fucking going back and forth with boxes like that's not hard he's definitely been fucked up he was fucked up when they found him like even if boyo is on board he's still gonna be i'm saying paragon went through a happy phase where he was taking Ah. all of his meds and he was good to go and then (laughs) there was a disruptor and he didn't recover from the disruptor and that was boyo leaving and then amber showed up and really fucked everything up special 
gave him new meds and turned him into a dragon. <laughs> right? <laughs> She's Amber, like, have you ever had meth? meth? Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> this is from my methy friend. Perfect. Yes. All right, let's move on to we are every episode prompts. So we are pack character introductions and exits. So new people have started to arrive from oh, the uh, live ship timeline. So many. Um, Boyo. Boyo is here. We have more Vivacia. coming, folks. We have no. so many. Vivacia is back. Uh, Guess who's back? Yeah, there's going to be more characters that show I'm up. Tell up my friends. We have to be that we have to care about and remember. Um, animal assists. We did uh, get two flashes. We got uh, directions. Uh, a ship. A ship notification from Motley. Uh, who she's useful it, like that. Who says ship? And everyone's like, so is she actually saying ship? And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we don't think she actually knows what she's saying. And it's like, what? Until she uh, says, "Hey, there's a fucking ship, you idiots." <laughs> yeah, we're in the. I just like that every time Fitz tries to talk to her, he has to mention that, like, oh, I tried to reach her with the wit, but she said no. She's like, I speak English. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we got a little flash from from uh, Wolfather at some point, right? Did we? Well, Fitz also has a moment where he thinks so Wolfie thought and yeah. then is like, oh, maybe. I love when they're talking, him and the fool are talking. He's like, yeah, then it's just like, you know, then the wolf just I haven't heard from him in a while. And I don't really know why. Like, he's just gone. He's not around anymore. <laughs> Like, hmm. Hmm. Except for the time he was screaming at me and I wasn't listening. Right? I had a dream and he... <laughs> uh, fashions from Jamalia. I feel like uh, Trader... What's her name? Acryl. Acryl. Yeah. She had a cool outfit. She did. I liked her vibe a whole bunch. Super sad she died horribly. Um, I was proud of Bee's uh, sewmanship. Of being able to, you know, take some cuffs she off and do some things. She sewed so quickly. I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. You're yeah. making a belt. You're moving cuffs. All that in like what, like two hours? All right. Yeah. And I, was, I was like, and I it was knitwear. So you that. have to really like, it's knitwear. You can't be letting yourself yeah. unravel. So she had to like really get up in there and cuff things, like hem. She properly. also added a secret pocket, which is you know, right? Yeah, like, father, like daughter. My back hurts. Candle pocket. <laughs> Um, I don't think we got any other. I mean, we got we did get the amazing visual of Fitz trying to walk around in an elderling robe that was too long, and his little legs sticking out when he went up and down the ladders. That was cute. <laughs> uh, and now we've got roll the maps. Where are we? How did we get here? I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere we're in Soulsby, which is somewhere, and we're in the Pirate Isles, yeah. which we Divi Town. But we're in Divi Town. We know stinky old Divi Town. We do know Divi Town. You're correct. You're right. Definitely when they say that it smells when they get there, I like to think that it smells like Charleston with the pluff mud <laughs> or and or the paper mill. Like there's just that kind of like stank that if you live here, you love it. Well, Charleston was like a big pirate cove, right? Like in and yes. around Charleston. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Because it's perfect. We have a little peninsula. That's in like a little kind of area, but then like the land kind of gets, it's a narrow entrance into the rivers that surround the peninsula. So yeah, it's like perfect pirate territory. Charlestown. Arr. 
Charlestown. Actually, the, where Steed Bonnet was hung to death was in Charleston. Yeah, we Spoilers. love hanging people. Life. I don't know if that's going to happen in the show. I mean, the real <laughs> Steed Bonnet. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Uh, did you know that the pirates were, that was only like a 10 year period. Like yes. when we think of like. Really? Like Blackbeard was only active yeah. for like four years. Not it was even. two. It was like two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like a very brief period of time. Thanks to my ancestor. It, it had a lot <laughs> and to disease. do with. And disease. It had to, it had something to do with like the privateering. Um, at one point, they were basically hired by, uh, at least the UK was hired to harass the the Spanish Armada. Right. Yeah, but like, like the like the whole like pirate, pirate republic town or whatever that was somewhere in the bahamas i can't remember Nassau. Right. Uh, yeah like that that was only that only lasted like a couple of years and it's funny that you think like when you think of like your iconic pirates like most of them weren't weren't active for that long at all but like that required an economy sales. right like there was the they had to have a fence and once that once if that if that town doesn't exist their pirate uh like that kind of privateering doesn't really have a purpose right I think they all really died out when Pirate Macaco got really popular, though. <laughs> Macaco! <laughs> Macoco, isn't it? It's Macoco. Macoco, Macaco, whatever. Whatever. They just turned it Better into Better than Boyo. Which one? Yeah. We're officially right? changing Boyo's name to Macoco. 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 Um, and uh, was he described as cat-like? Does that mean he's hot? I think Acryl was described as cat-like. There's a lot of cats. Acryl was so hot. And it's, again, it's (laughs) a tragedy. She was turned into meat flaps. Althea was described (laughs) as cat-like. Althea, but then I think also, like, I think I'm pretty sure Boyo was also described as cat-like. Probably. So I think there's Well, it runs in the family. family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also Wintrow. uh, Yeah, Wintrow showed up. So he's... (sighs) The monk-like captain of Vivacia and the nine-fingered slave boy. Whatever happened Did to him probably having him? the skill. Do you remember yeah, that? Right? I don't like know. just the very yeah. beginning of the live ship books. When he was we, doing when he would, like meditate story with was like one of the more poorly written ones, I feel, where it's like we had all of this information about him, and then it was like, nope, you're a pirate now, and then it just like chopped off. Yeah, and then he just like fell in love with Etta and was like, "I'm gonna follow you around forever." Yeah, I feel like we started like really strong, and then it kind of just like mm-hmm. he was talking to a tree. What? Yeah, no, he yeah, would meditate that's... with Saw and like become and like that was definitely the skill. <clears throat> yeah. Well, now apparently he doesn't dress very flamboyantly for a pirate because he's still got that like monk. And maybe that it wasn't poorly written. Maybe I just I haven't finished reading this book, and we're at forty five percent. So no, maybe I'll. No, maybe I think I'll you're not going to really answers. learn that much more about Wintro. <laughs> no. Uh, Fitz misery has a moment. Does Fitz suck? Yeah, Fitz was lonely boy through and through in that one <laughs> chapter. Like he's he is pouting. He's definitely not the main character of this current yeah. storyline, and he is mad yeah. about it. <laughs> He's pissed at, f- at Fool slash Amber. I don't like Amber. Stop being her. I yeah. like that, you know, Amber was like, haven't we been through this already? Yeah, I thought we were past this. Right? 
I also like the moment where he calls Amber fool, uh, you know, around like, Paragon. Don't call her fool. Yeah. <laughs> Paragon's like, how dare you? You shut like, your no. fucking face. Only I can <laughs> yell at her. <laughs> Only I yell at her. Yeah. She's you my girlfriend, not yours. Um. <laughs> uh, and how is B doing? The prophecy scorecard. There is a lot of prophecies not coming great. out. B is. But you know what? B's she on is a leash. fucking trying. And could she be smarter about things like not noshing on your expensive fruit on the patio? Like, yes. But she's a wee little babe, and we have to remember that. And she grew up in like extreme protection. And I feel like she's doing the damn thing as best as she can, all things considered. Also, if they saw her, like, on the balcony, then she went to take a nap. Like, how long did it take them to break into this hotel? Well, plotting. I mean, you gotta have a plan. <laughs> they had to wait until Vindelaire could actually control people. I think maybe, maybe. somebody ratted them out on the ship, I'm sure, but still. How many albino children are just ran- like randomly on this <laughs> fucking boat? Yeah, maybe they just figured out where everyone went and they just went to all those different places until they found her. I mean, we really don't know. Yeah. But there's lots of prophecies coming at us. We've got the uh, the epigraphs are getting longer and longer as we <laughs> go through the chapter. There's one where it's like a page and a half long. I was like, why is this epigraph so long? They're getting like ultra specific though. Like Yes. There's there's not much to wonder about when you read them. You're like, okay, yes. Like that's the dreams get, are I becoming clearer. They're becoming yeah. clearer. So what percentage are we at? Um let me see. We're going into chapter seventeen, is that right? Oh, wrong book. Let me get out of here. Yes. Hold on. I was looking at I'm looking I'm on the wrong chapter because I was looking at that description. So chapter seventeen starts us at thirty-eight percent. Yeah, thirty-eight percent. I mean, I feel like we have covered a lot of territory in thirty-seven percent of this book. Like she is making shit happen on these pages. We're and normally ass. she dawdles horribly and very frustratingly this is the last book in the last series i know it's just one very thick plush toilet paper roll (laughs) (laughs) lotion included yeah it's the it's the puppies with the aloe yes the green cottonelle that's what you want i'm very specific about the toilet paper i purchased I am. My mom went to Costco and bought like 700 pounds of paper goods, like paper towels and toilet paper. And she's like, here, take this like 24 pack of toilet paper with you. And I was like, that doesn't meet my standards. Like, I can't take that. Like, I just. I will not take your shitty toilet paper. Yeah, this is like your Angel Soft. Pie. Yeah, this is Angel Soft, and I'm a Cottonelle kind of girl. So, no, thank you. Is Cottonelle the one with the bears? No, That's it's the Charmin. one with the puppies. Pu- Charmin is okay. the bears. Charmin is my alternative when I cannot get the puppies. 
I, I refuse to buy that just on the principle that I think that those cartoons of bears rubbing their dirty assholes on the <laughs> <laughs> but just, like I can't get behind that. I appreciate it because it's kind of like the reality of what we're doing. Like, this isn't a dainty experience that we're going through. We're wiping our assholes. <laughs> what are they doing on the ship, do you think? On these boats? They're just, they're shitting in pots and... I don't know what they wipe with. I don't want to think about it. Paragon I liked that, that one detail where um, B was like, and throws I had it out use the window. of my... But she's like, I had use of my mistress's chamber pot. I'm like, after she Fancy. used it? <laughs> you know what? They're staying at the Ritz. That's like when we were when we went to the porta potties at the Ren Fair. Isn't it good situation? She was excited because she didn't have, have to find a... a corner to poop in. They were bad that year. <laughs> And like two weekends, there's a music festival that a local band does. It's actually like a big music festival now. And it happens like right around the corner from where I live. So I bought tickets and a friend of mine are going. But I'm like, I just cannot do portalettes. And it's not realistic to be somewhere for 14 hours and not have to go to the bathroom. So I bought myself a girl go. So now I have my little, I got my little pee funnel and my little hose. And I will stand and pee gracefully (laughs) inside of a portalette like I'm a dude. Yeah, that's the way to go. That's yeah. the way to do it. And when they check my bag upon entry, I'm going to be like, that's my pee funnel. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is like, it's just the sights. It's just the things you see when you enter the porta potty. It's you know? upsetting it's for not... sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're using the funnel, then you have to look at it. Yeah, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have to touch anything, which is more important. Do you, do you discard <laughs> it when you're done or do you? No, no you hold on to it. You could rinse it out in the. It little... has like a little. It has a case that it goes into. Oh. Yeah. Me touching my own pee particles on my girl go is still very much better <laughs> yeah, than me true. trying to finagle not touching something in a portalette. I like, guess no I no matter what. I've thought yeah. about this, but I don't know if I would have like the courage to to pee into it. It's like I, so, peeing into a bottle, like when you're stuck in the car. Like, no, but do so it. no, this, it's it it's, like no, you can, it's yeah, it like fits on you ergonomically. It's like, big, yeah. It's like yeah. it very it covers a lot of territory. So when I got it, obviously, I was like, I need to practice with this, and it covers <laughs> like it's got a good coverage. It's not like and, being at the GYN and trying to like pee into a little thing they give you, and then you no, like, it's awesome. Like, it basically not, cups yeah. your whole groin like from front to back and it has a funnel and then there's like an extra extender hose. There's an extender hose. If you really have to like go the distance. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want one. You can like write yeah, like 12 the bucks. And they're super That's cheap. It? So my best like silicon. Yeah. So my best friend got one. She hiked Kilimanjaro. And when you're up high at, in in the mountain it's like frigidly cold and you can't strip off all of your gear to go to the bathroom so you have to use something like that so she's and she did that like fucking 12 years ago and she has been shouting to the rooftops ever since then of like every female needs to have a pee funnel like it's required you need to own one so yeah i'm very pro the girl go or whatever equivalent uh yeah Hope, I hope B has one of those, too. We're going to get her one, <laughs> for sure. And we'll sell them in our stores at Roteland. 
Yes. <laughs> It'll be an every invention. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't. It's a weird segue, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Our next episode is going to be Assassin's Fate chapters seventeen through twenty. This has been Buckkeep Radio. Email us at buckkeepradio at gmail.com. Remember, I'm looking for rote specific our flag means death gifts. Um, <laughs> like, where are we that's going really, this? Oh, yeah. That's really wild. Uh, that's and I'm Rachel. Call? You can find me on the internet at Darth Rachel, and you can at your gifts with my <laughs> username. <laughs> or you can at Buckkeep Radio. So you can add them on Tumblr at Science of Discontent. She'll never see it because I will she never can't log in. I can't yeah, log in. she'll never know. She'll never know. Just that's tag, a good username. Tag Jenny. Thank you. It's a Dune reference. Of course it is. <laughs> Who do you think I am? What else would it be? <laughs> you could. We could revive Fire and Lunch. Can you log into that one? Nope. I can't even get to the email. <laughs> Did you remember to delete your live journal though? Oh no. Uh oh. Yeah, you're gonna wanna check on that. <laughs> um, I'm Alyssa and I'm girl go, girl going, girl gone. <laughs> uh I'm Jenny and I'm gonna go blow my nose after this. <laughs> A lot. Good luck. I'm Eli and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay. I'm Ashley, and I'm really happy to spearhead this female urination liberation. And you can find me <laughs> on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. Uh, and I'm Joey, and you can find me at uh, Uncanny Robot on Instagram. So I found Ash. Joey's live journal. Oh no, oh, Joey no. deleted. Oh, oh, no. 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 oh no, Joey, this is upsetting. I'm dying inside for you. Oh no. Oh. Rachel, I want you to know that four years ago on Tumblr, Joey, your, your we were in our post, 20s. It's bad. It's your last bad. post was a reblog of a Night Eyes thing, oh. a motivational Night Eyes poster that says, Full belly, full life. Bitch, please, <laughs> bulls have no kings. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, it's all it's all around with the elderly stuff. And some David Hood. Joey, I it just says dreams are fuel for our souls. (laughs) (laughs) Go piss girl. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Oh, and clearly you were just let's see, when was this? Yeah, May thirty first, twenty seventeen. So you were just starting the fits and the fool stuff, so it says the the dedication and then it's like this is how she treats her friends. Oh no, I found mine. <gasps> oh no, oh, I no. found mine. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, very aptly, my last post. Oh no. <laughs> my last. Oh my god, this picture. My last post on July 1st, 2011 was about leaving LiveJournal and very aptly I signed it with Hoist the Sails. (laughs) (laughs) This is excellent. Oh my fucking God. What is this shit? Right? Just delete. Just, it's like. Oh my God. (laughs) 
accept it. It's fine. Oh, oh my, my chef God. got first duty. How do I delete this? <laughs> it's too you late. You have to be up there with George Martin. Oh, no, this has to go. <laughs> I hope all of the listeners send their most cringeworthy um, inspirational quotes from their live journal. And also the mood that corresponds with that quote. Because <laughs> that's... You, we spent more time picking the mood to match the post than we did to like what we were actually posting. Feeling poopy. I Feeling poopy. Oh my god. Alyssa, what was the mood with hoisting the sails? The oh, it was I had um Avatar the Last Airbender moods at the time and it was mellow oh. and it was Aang relaxing. Oh, okay. All right. Hoist the sails. Mellow. Yeah. Be mellow. Mellow activity. The color yellow mellow. All right. I don't have anything to say. I'm just really trying to get in here and delete this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like one big mega button if you go into your settings. It's like, do you want to delete this? Yes, yes, you do. How do you sign in? I don't journal. know how to sign in. Oh, you're not signed. Before well, God help you. If you don't know your Tumblr <laughs> password, you're not going to know your live journal. <laughs> yeah, she ain't going to get it. It's going to be up there forever. <laughs> Rachel whispering to herself like a bad <laughs> woman. <laughs> Is it even functional anymore to get a recovered login? I found the login button. Oh, nope. <laughs> if I see. turn it this way. Okay. Nothing okay. is easy. I'm posting it to the world. No, if they're know. hosting the live journals, then yeah, I'm sure password recovery is a thing. But you know <laughs> what, though? There is uh, the Wayback Machine, so even if you delete it, it's up there somewhere. Yeah, I use the Wayback Machine for work all the time. It's a it's a thing. Oh my god, what if this is going to my Yahoo email? Oh, mine <laughs> definitely was. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so the next time we meet, we're going to read chapters 17 through 20, and I want to know everybody's top pick for karaoke. Jenny, that includes you. Oh, no. It can be a duet. Yes. I'll sing it with you. And it no. can't be tequila. 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 I don't I... know what that means. What? Wait, are there, like, good and bad songs? Like, I don't... I like um, to sing yeah. songs that the crowd knows. Like, I know I yeah. there are songs that have feelings that are special to us, but, like, I'm not trying to go up there and, like, make everybody listen to my shits, but... Also, nothing too long, because it gets, like... Yeah. You know. I, so, um, Jump in the Line from Beetlejuice, that's one of my go-tos. I like Abba Fernando, mm. because everybody loves Abba Fernando. I like, mm. uh... Oh, Ashley, we have to do perfect circle. You said you'd do it with me. (laughs) Oh, I absolutely will. I'll do a perfect circle with you. I will do sabotage by the Beastie Boys with you. Oh, that one's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, there's so many. Twist and shout is a great one. The crowd loves that. Um, what, what crowd? What we are not having? We are the cr- us. Well, if Just we're doing us. private room karaoke, then you guys are definitely gonna love it. Um, yeah. what else? Oh, Abby, Shania Twain's catalog. Public. Don't do public. We just go in there and do. I mean, I'll still sing it public karaoke. Oh no! If I'm drunk enough, I don't care. 
Yeah, I don't who, sound who good. I shit. cannot There's sing. People, Nobody. People FYI, nobody sounds good. It's karaoke. All right. Well, I don't want to make everyone sit on a spoiler cast if we're sick. So we're going to skip it again. Oh, I forgot about spoiler cast. You don't okay. like to listen to me I don't me remember sniff. any spoilers. I was just going to complain about about Paragon because he's just regal. Worthy. It's just another regal. So we can, we'll, we'll table that. Bye. Paragon the boat or Paragon the character? Paragon the man. The Ken- okay. Paragon Kenneth's son. This is not my beautiful boat. This is not my beautiful boat. This is not my beautiful house. That's also there. You go talking heads. That's good karaoke. All that. That's also good karaoke. Yeah, that is my go-to actually. That's your good one. Joey does do a lot of burning down the house. That'll be great. Good night. Bye. 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 Bye.